This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. There is a remarkable new report out today, and it's been released by the Archdiocese of Vancouver of the Catholic Church. And they essentially had put together a review committee to look at and talk about clerical sexual abuse. Now, this, of course, has been a worldwide issue that has really come to light in the last 10 or 15 years. And, you know, the Catholic Church faced a lot of criticism for how they dealt with or did not essentially deal with these issues, which is what makes this report so interesting. It's 12 pages long, and essentially it is a month-long survey that they did of sexual abuse cases that took place within the Archdiocese of Vancouver since 1950. And they say it's the first report of its kind released by any diocese in Canada. So that is a big step forward. Uh, This is something that they say will result in the, um, it's got recommendations, so 31 recommendations, but it's got responses and the naming of Vancouver priests who have been criminally convicted or named in settled lawsuits or have been the subject of other public cases. That alone is something very significant. So we wanted to talk about the recommendations and what the Archdiocese does now. So joining us is Melissa Godby, who's the Archdiocese of Vancouver's spokesperson on this. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Simi. Can you tell us a little bit about the process and what led to this? Well, this came after the huge uh, revelation in um, the United States with the grand jury report in Philadelphia that um, showed so many cases of clergy sexual abuse in those jurisdictions. And so realizing that clergy abuse can happen anywhere, um, Archbishop Miller put together this committee to investigate any cases that we had here in Vancouver. And how did you select people for the committee? Um, I'm not exactly sure of how he went about selecting them, but I know that he did choose people from a variety of different backgrounds, Catholic, non-Catholic, a variety of professions, different genders, as well as um, having victims of abuse as well. That was important to him. All right. And so they got together and they discussed issues. Is that how it worked? Yes. they. We had three lawyers review all of the cases in the Archdiocese history. And then those cases were presented to the members of the committee who went through each of them to look for missteps um, that the Archdiocese had taken and look for ways to strengthen um, this, the protocols and procedures going forward. Okay, and what were some of the recommendations that were made there? Let's talk about some of the big ones. Some of the big ones had to do with the intake office, um, making it um, easier for people to come forward so they feel more supported and they feel safe in reporting. So having lay people available um, so they don't have to report directly to clergy, which is huge. Um, Also establishing an independent review board, so bringing in two lawyers that are non-Catholic who will be, that will be set up soon um, to review all the cases so that um, so that we're doing a fair job but so that also it's seen that we're doing a fair job that we are not um, influencing any of the investigations in any way so those are two major steps this archdiocese is implementing i noticed that even off of your website right there on the main page it says report abuse here so you've made that that accessible for people to do that Absolutely. There, we know that there have to be more victims out there that are suffering in silence because they haven't felt 
safe to come forward in the past. Um, and the Archbishop really wants to make it easier for these victims to come forward so that their healing can begin. So yeah, it's right on the front of our website, rcab.org slash reporting. Um, it's accessible for anybody. All right, and what about making it an open process as well? I think one of the big criticisms of the Catholic Church in the past was how much secrecy was involved in all this. Right. Yes, that that's hard. It makes it hard to trust the church for sure. Um, we're very committed to transparency here. We really want to be open about the process, which is why it's clearly documented um, in the report. Um, we really want people to know what happens, uh, what will happen to them, to their names, um, that support is available for them, and that every claim will be investigated and anything to do with minors will be immediately reported to authorities as well. Okay, and if you find somebody who is credibly accused, what happens to them at that point? Um, they're removed from, from ministry immediately, and then their case is reported to the authorities and our, it is investigated internally as well. Is that information publicly available then as to like why was that you know, priest or official suddenly moved off somewhere else? Well, see, that's where it gets tricky because privacy laws come into play. So we are bound by the law. We are not allowed to release names um, until they have been charged or named on public record. So you wouldn't be, if, if somebody is, goes to regular church and then their regular priest is suddenly gone for a reason that, you know, they had abuse investigated, are you saying you wouldn't be able to tell parishioners that's what happened? Um, I believe the Archdiocese is going to send um, people into those parishes in particular to talk um, with the, among the parishioners, but it won't be made public. It won't be made public. Okay, so is that different than what happens in, in the United States? Um, I'm not totally familiar with the uh, privacy laws in the United States, but I know they're more restrictive here. Okay, and is this coming into effect already, or are these practices that have already started, I guess, at the Archdiocese here? Well, we've had a very strong sexual abuse policy in place here for more than 25 years. Um, over time, that has been strengthened and has come to show a greater respect for the victims. Um, but our acceptance of these 31 recommendations from the committee, which included survivors, um, really helps to take it to the next level. So some of these um, the recommendations um, are, are tweaks and uh, updates to the current policies, but some of them are, are new. Right, yeah. So it, you said it's Archdiocese of Vancouver. How does that fit in into the broader picture of you know, other Catholics in Canada? Well, I can't really speak to the other churches in Canada, but I can say that um, Archbishop Miller has been named um, the chair on um, a committee of sexual abuse for the Canadian Conference of Bishops. So we, he will be addressing issues like this uh, with the committee. Right. Okay. So what are the next steps now with this, Melissa? Well, as we said, there, there are many steps to come. This is just the very beginning. There's a lot of work to do. We have to get a, a few of these um, recommendations implemented, um, finding the personnel, establishing the, uh, the offices. But the big one is those two independent lawyers that are non-Catholic. They will be coming on in early 2020 to start um, looking through all the historical cases of uh, abuse and also investigating any new ones. So that is, that's a big next step. Right, so you do expect to hear from more people. Um, yes, I, I hope we. I hope we don't. I hope there aren't any more victims out there. But um, I think that's a little naive to say. So we hope that anybody who did experience abuse does feel safe and supported enough to come forward. Yes. All right, Melissa. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. That's Melissa Godby, the Archdiocese of Vancouver's spokesperson. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.